Actually, what I want to do, though, is begin uh, a handful of years before the day of Pentecost. Um, I'll get to the reading in Acts 2 in a minute. Um, but I actually want to begin with John the Baptist. Uh, appropriate, I guess, as I look at the baptismal pool uh, out, out, at, uh, out at the front of the church. And John the Baptist is a man I love. There's a lot to be said for people called John. And early in Matthew's Gospel, we find him standing in the Jordan River, preaching and baptizing. And these were powerful days. But those to come were even more so, as John explains. And this is Matthew chapter 3, taken from the Message Translation. John says, I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The real action comes next. The main character in this drama, compared to him, I'm a mere stagehand, will ignite the kingdom life in you, a fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He's going to clean house, make a clean sweep of your lives. He'll place everything true in its proper place before God. Everything false he'll put out with the trash to be burned. Let's pause for a moment and think about the extraordinary adventure that was to come. The kingdom life within. A fire within the Holy Spirit within. People being changed from the inside out. And I find that these are things I long for. These are things that became a reality on the day of Pentecost. We heard the reading in Acts chapter 2. When the feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit th spread through their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. Something entirely astonishing happened that day. As many of you know, I was a police officer for, for more than 25 years. Uh, I only retired a couple of months ago. Retired from that line of work, at least. Uh, and people in my old line of work have a habit of looking for clues, for evidence, for proof. And here in this Acts reading, we have clues, evidence, proof that something astonishing is happening. There's the sound of a gale force wind. There's the appearance of fire. The sound of tongues being spoken. Extraordinary events. Actually, perhaps even a little alarming. Nothing remotely like this has happened in all of human history up to this point in time. And I've got to say, they amaze me. They stir me. They thrill me. 
But beyond the very obvious drama of the wind and the fire, beyond the sound of these multiple languages being spoken, there's something to me that is even more remarkable. Peter stands up to address the crowd. Peter? Really? Peter, the uneducated fisherman. Peter, the man who had a good go at drowning himself whilst attempting to walk on water. Peter, the disciple who was bewildered and overcome on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, the close companion to whom Jesus was once compelled to say, get behind me, Satan when he questioned the path to crucifixion. Peter, the one who on the night of Jesus' betrayal, despite everything that he'd seen and heard over the course of the preceding three years, when challenged, denied that he even knew Jesus and did so three times. Peter, the man who wept with grief and shame in the darkness of the night. That Peter, now standing boldly and brilliantly, a little like yesterday's sermon, proclaiming the gospel to a vast crowd. What on earth happened to him? Well, the simple answer is that the Holy Spirit happened to him. Pentecost happened to him. Remember John the Baptist's words back in the Jordan River. The main character in this drama will ignite the kingdom life within you. A fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. That's exactly what happened to Peter. Stumbling, fumbling, falling, failing Peter. And upon that rock, Jesus built his church. And I suppose really all that I want to say this morning is that if that can happen to him, then it can happen to any one of us. My own story is not nearly as dramatic as Peter's. But my experience has been no less life-changing. There's no mighty wind in my story. No tongues of fire resting on my head. In my story, there's just a whisper. Five years ago, in in April 2013, I fell very seriously ill. Uh, I had a nervous breakdown and was off work for more than seven months and five years later I still bear all sorts of hidden scars. Uh, I'm an awful lot better than I was then but even so. And at the time it was an entirely shattering experience. It was a crisis of everything. And I'd been a Christian all of my life. I was a vicar's kid 
raised in the vicarage. I knew the answers to the Sunday school questions. But my religion failed me utterly. I couldn't read my Bible. I couldn't even begin to pray. I didn't make it to church for more than six months. But one day I was lying quietly in the bath and I sensed a whisper. That's all it was. And the whisper said, be still and know that I am God. That was it. Be still and know that I am God. And I thought to myself, how is that even possible? Given the storm in my mind and the crisis of everything that I'm now facing. How is it possible to be still and to let go of everything? Every sense of religious duty and obligation. Might it be possible to do that? And to believe simply that I am loved. For weeks on end, that one phrase was my Bible reading. For months on end, it was my only prayer. And slowly, falteringly, I think I began to discover something of the mystery of grace. The rumor that I am loved beyond measure, just as I am. Now the truth is, I'm very much a work in progress. I'm still near the beginning of my journey. But that moment in the bath, when I had truly reached the end of myself, was a kind of Pentecost to me. Gently and quietly, it lit a fire inside of me. The kingdom life within me. The Holy Spirit within me. And I began to change from the inside out. And here I am now still changing. And so I'll leave you with this thought. And it is that because of Pentecost the possibility, even the promise of change is here for each one of us. And I just want to take a minute in the silence and invite each one of us just to bow our heads, close our eyes, do whatever's comfortable. And I want to give us an opportunity to respond. If that's something that you long for, that change, that transformation, then just close your eyes and invite the fire to fall again. And be still and know that he is God.